Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds, which you can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Luckily for all of you, this podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. Listen, we're all big car people. We want to make sure that our car is working to the utmost capacity. We want to make sure that everything on it has the best parts, and that is what rockauto.com is great for. Because if you go to these chain stores to get parts on your vehicle because you want to do it yourself and you want to save some price without having the labor, well, you're still going to get gypped when you go into these chain stores because of the amount of money that it's going to cost you just to get the simple parts. But luckily at rockauto.com, being a family business, they've inserting auto part customers online for 20 years. And if you go to their website, check out all their inventory and it's perfect. It's got everything you'll need for every make and model. And it's going to be at the lowest price. I guarantee it, but go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck. Be sure to write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we're the ones that sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably row prices, and all the car parts you will ever need. Head over to rockauto.com. We are joined now by a very special guest, somebody that I always appreciate having on, and it's always good to talk with them about anything and everything, and that is Aaron Torres of Fox Sports Radio, which is funny because he actually uh, started a little bit of a crap storm dealing on social media with some of the articles that's being, uh, is being written about everything going on in this country. And Aaron, what have you done, man? How, what's going on with this crap storm you started? Yeah, it's, it's kind of wild, John, and I'm sure you guys have at some point been in the middle of something like this before. But, you know, long story short, the Mike Norvell quote came out last night, and, and obviously late at night, you know, we're all just scrolling through Twitter. Um, and, you know, I saw Marvin Wilson responded to it, and I just said, man, that Mike Norvell, um, what an idiot. Why is he lying about this? But it's also kind of on the reporter for putting out the quote. And so I didn't think anything of it. I went to bed. I had like, you know, one or two responses to it in the morning, and I kind of just said, you know, whatever. Well, you know, somebody tagged the reporter, and I don't even know the reporter. I'm sure he's really good at his job. Um, And he shared it, and then, you know, a lot of people in the media are upset with what I said. Uh, To make a long story short, all I'll say is very simply this. Uh, You know, uh, it was – I don't even know where to begin, but I just think, that, you know, part of our job in the media, right, guys, is to people tell us stuff all the time, and whether it's on the record or off the record, you know, sometimes your BS meter goes up. And you might not, if you're on the radio and Aaron Torres says the sky is purple, you might not call Aaron Torres an idiot on air, but you might, like, kind of question it. Hmm, I wonder what's going on in Aaron Torres' house. So, to me, the quote kind of superficial, and uh, I just personally would not have shared it unless it was part of a store, a bigger story that I was writing where I talked to either a parent or a player. Uh, apparently, everyone in the media disagrees, and so, you know, I'm not going to back down. This is what I feel, and this is how I would have handled it, and unfortunately, other people feel different. Have you uh, had a chance to talk to Mike Norvell or heard from anybody close to him, or, you know, what are some of the responses as far as people you have heard from? Yeah, you know, and what, what, long story short is it, what happens on social media is you tweet out something, you don't think anything of it, and then it gets completely decontextualized and people run with it. So, you know, I really haven't responded other than to say people are allowed to disagree with me. If you think I'm the worst person in the world because I wanted to run the quote, guess what? I can live with that. My wife calls me worse every single week, <laughs> at least once a week. So, you know, to me... 
the response has been, you know, every journalist in the world on Twitter crushing me, and then a lot of people privately reaching out and saying, I might not agree with you, but I see your point. And, you know, listen, I do think context matters. I do think it's a situation where, again, this wasn't, it wasn't reaching out to Mike Norvell for this direct quote. It was kind of something he said in passing while talking about other stuff. And, again, I'm not saying that the reporter had bad intentions or even that Mike Norvell had bad intentions. It's just not something that I would be comfortable running from my personal Twitter account. Again, people are allowed, you know, this is why social media is so lame sometimes, is people are allowed to disagree with stuff without being the worst person in the world, but... You know, I'm not going to back down, and I'm not going to apologize. I wouldn't have done what this reporter did. Good for him. He, you know, he's in the national news right now. It's just not how I would have personally handled it. Well, and I think it's really difficult, especially with everything going on in the world right now. It's like you got to be making sure that context does matter and, and that everything is accurate. But you know, as I've told everybody, especially on that freaking Twitter, as uh, Tom Izzo likes to call it, uh, you know, it's it's like maybe get 260 characters in one single tweet. And sometimes, you know, the context can get thrown out. You can't really tell by someone's emotions or anything as far as what they meant. It just seems like, especially right now, accuracy, context, all of that matters so much. Well, it's really funny, John, and I'm by no, to to be abundantly clear to anybody who is listening, to be abundantly clear, I am not comparing myself to the larger societal issues. Life is good for me. I have no complaints. Like everybody else, I have learned a ton. I have listened to other perspectives this week in a way that I never have before. But I do find it interesting that in a week where we all agree, we need to listen to people who have different opinions on us. We need to educate ourselves. You know, we're right back in this rabbit hole of the second somebody says something I disagree with, let's attack, 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 and he or she is the worst person in the world. You know, I think you can even equate it to the Drew Brees stuff yesterday. Do I think it was, like, super insensitive given the moment? Of course I do. It's, I, I don't agree with what Drew Brees said. But, you know, like, he has an opinion that he is allowed to share, and we immediately went from, in less than, like, literally three days, we went from, let's listen to others' perspectives, let's be kinder to each other, to... These people are the worst people in the world. And again, I'm not comparing myself to the larger societal issues. I'm certainly not even comparing myself to Drew Brees. I just think it's funny how we just get in this cycle, and unfortunately social media perpetuates it. It's why I find myself, frankly, I don't know if you guys disagree or not, but um, you know, I go on early in the morning, and even when I'm not in the middle of a, of a you-know-what storm, I generally just check everything, make sure I got my news, and then I log off because I just think there's a lot of negativity and, uh, and, yeah, that's my social media spiel for, for, for the moment, you know? Aaron, um, I like to stay away from the negativity, and for that reason I'm not on social media. But so social You're media smarter. has its purposes, and it has good purposes as well. But let's stick with the University of Memphis. And you were on top of the story as far as Mike Miller not returning to Memphis on the basketball team as far as being an assistant. So what's the story behind the scenes there? Yeah, this was something that, you know, had been kind of a buzz for a little bit now. I would say probably the last, well, really the last month of the regular season was that Mike Miller was actively kind of letting it be known that he didn't really want to be at Memphis next year. Now, I think most people thought that in a normal year he would get a head coaching job, maybe even take a high-profile assistant coaching job somewhere else. 
Um, and, I, you know, it, it's hard to say exactly what went wrong. I mean, I think that a, what a lot of people have told me is that, you know, he and Penny Hardaway just didn't see eye to eye on everything. And it's hard to know is Penny Hardaway, you know, what, what percentage is Penny Hardaway to blame? Is it 50-50? Is it 60-40? Is it 30-70? All I know is that, uh, you know, Penny Hardaway, or excuse me, Mike Miller is one of the most respected recruiters, uh, you know, around. Uh, you know, they, they have all these events out here where I live in Los Angeles, and I always see him, Mike Miller, there. Um, you know, fan, uh, uh, parents love him, players love him. And this is a real crippling blow. And it's not to say that Penny Hardaway can't, um, you know, press forward and, and be fine. They actually have a pretty good team coming back next year. But as we all know, you know, you rely on your assistant coaches to do a lot of the legwork. Penny Hardaway can't get on every plane. He's got booster functions and media events and whatever. And so you really rely on those assistant coaches. No different in football, basketball, baseball, I would assume, is the same. And so it is a, a big deal. It is a big deal, and it'll just be interesting to see, one, uh, what they decide to do in terms of filling that position, and then, two, uh, how it affects them long-term. I think they have a pretty good team next year. But, uh, obviously, this is a pretty big story, relatively speaking. We'll continue on our conversation with Aaron Torres of Fox Sports Radio here in just a second. But first, this. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Yeah, I, I always wonder about with, uh, with Memphis when Penny Hardaway took over the job. You know, there was a lot of excitement and a lot of buzz around it. Uh, but there's also been some things that have kind of been some head scratchers to wonder, you know, what's going to come about. And I think timing has also been interesting uh, with a few things, not just at Memphis, but with coaches leaving at particular times or players decommitting at particular times. You know, I- I'm just always been curious about the timing of this deal with Mike Miller and, you know, what happened from now, from, you know, three yeah. weeks ago. What what really changed? Because it's not like we've been having basketball scenes. It's not like we've been having practices or anything like that. I think that's where my first uh, mindset went was like, okay, so why now compared to just a few weeks ago? Well, and, and it's such a great point, John, is that, you know, listen, I know it's probably been a big topic with you guys, Chris Crutchfield leaving Arkansas. I have no personal expert insight into that, but, I mean, he did take a head coaching job, and maybe he feels like it's his time to be a head coach. He's done the assistant thing. It's time to prove that, you know, he can run a program. I don't know. But Mike Miller didn't leave for anything. Now, you can make the argument, well, he's a former NBA champion, NBA All-Star, I believe. He can uh, sit on, rest on his laurels, and he can rest on his pile of the cash at the Miller house. Uh, but it is weird, right? Like, usually when you leave a high-profile job where things are seemingly going well, you have something else lined up. Now, maybe he has something else lined up that we don't yet know about. All I do know is that, you're right, John, the timing is weird. I mean, if it, if it was a week after the season and he just said, you know, I've decided to step away. I want to spend more time with my family. That's one thing. But we're now like three full months beyond the end of the season. And whatever it was, it's clear that whoever was right and whoever was wrong, and it's probably both of them in some regard, um, you know, it, 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 it's clear that something was not right that he felt like he needed to leave without another job lined up uh, at this particular moment. So, Aaron, um, across the country, it's hard to kind of keep up with you know, differences as far as uh, with de- dealing with coronavirus when things open and different conferences. Yep. So tell us um, we, what what's going on in your area in the, uh, you know, central L.A. area or Southern Cal or in the Pac-12 altogether as far as things opening and progressing. Well, the Pac-12 kind of, 
you know, blueprint or not blueprint footprint, not blueprint footprint is massive. You know what I mean? We're talking about, you know, from Phoenix to Seattle as a plane ride is probably four or five hours. And so it's a lot different in Phoenix and in Phoenix, everything's open up right now there. You know, it's full steam ahead Uh, in California. We are progressing really nicely. Now, obviously with the events of the last week, um, you know, it, it has delayed some stuff. There's been some curfews where I live. I can't speak to what's going on where you guys are at. Um, but I think it's progressing in the right way. And, you know, it's really interesting because I'll actually tell you guys a funny story, right? So, and this is the nuance of, again, social media and why you can't believe everything you read and you got to do your homework. I'm on the phone the other night with my mom. John knows this, but I'm from Connecticut originally. My mom lives in Connecticut. Connecticut is, of course, bordered by New York, and New York was the epicenter of all this stuff. And she said, you know, wow, she said something like, yeah, you guys have about 4,000 cases out there in California. We have about 4,000 cases here. That's crazy. And I said, wait a second now, Mom, that can't be right. California, 30 million people, Connecticut, 3 million people, and it's the same number of cases even in an epicenter the way that it is. And I looked up the numbers, and she's 100% right. And so I bring this up to say California, I think, and, you know, these numbers changed by the day, but I think it was third, fourth, second, whatever, most infections. But if you look at the infections per relative to the population, it's like 28th or 30th or 34th in the country. And so I just bring that all to say that, as you guys just referenced, as guys start coming back to campus, people are going to test positive. I find it interesting that the Ole Miss guys, the Alabama guys, have all reportedly been asymptomatic. I think what it shows us is that, you know, one, this illness may be still around a little bit more than we thought it was, probably from what John Neighbors was doing at the uh, Lake of the Ozarks a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, you know he was zero. there. <laughs> I, I think he's patient zero for this, uh, for this new wave. But in all seriousness, I actually think it's a weirdly positive sign that so many of these young athletes are testing positive and have absolutely no idea. And I also think it speaks to the fact that I bet if we tested any segment of 100 people within the population, um, that, uh, you know, that, that, that there would be some positives as well. So it'll be interesting. I don't know where Arkansas is specifically with returning players, but I've seen Alabama, Oklahoma State, Ole Miss. And I don't think it's the worst thing in the world that people are testing positive. I really don't. Well, I, I think a lot, you know, a big thing that had something to do with that for California they were early to shut everything down and say everybody's going to shelter in place and uh, keep everybody isolated. Now, I know that differed across the country and for different reasons because it's different in different places, but I think that has a lot to do with California specifically. Well, I'll just be curious, uh, and who knows when USC or UCLA or whatever returns back to campus, but you know, I will be interested to see uh, what the results are. And obviously California has been in – uh, some form of stay-at-home order a lot longer than a lot of places. Um, and so are Oklahoma State and Alabama, are more players testing positive because the state has been, quote-unquote, more open? Or is it because of the fact that, you know, it's just there's more people that, that are carrying this around than people realize? I don't know. I don't have all the answers. I think it's really interesting. But like I said, weirdly, I think it's a positive thing, especially because, and we don't have all the information on the data. I'm not claiming to be a medical expert. But it really does appear as though, um, you know, healthy people can carry this without knowing it. But then also, once your body kind of fights it off, uh, you're not really at risk to really become ill from this again a time later. So just a lot of really interesting stuff. But guess what? This is why you bring students back early. This is why you put 
uh, testing practices in place. And you kind of just figure it out. Uh, you know, you kind of figure it out. I don't want to say as you go. That sounds a little bit unsympathetic. But you, you give yourself time before the start of the school year. But first, got to tell you about the Built Bar. You've heard me talk about it. It's fantastic, folks. I'm getting in great shape. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling energized. And I feel like the protein is really kicking in. And the main reason is because of Built Bar. It's so easy. That's the thing. We don't have much time. The gym is already going to take up a lot of our time, but we need something to keep us going to get us the high protein that we need with the low amount of calories and the low amount of sugars. That's what Built Bar is all about. They have great flavors, different flavors that are chocolate nut flavors and also chocolate and nut-free flavors. They're 100% covered in chocolate, and they're soft and very easy to chew. And that makes it so good to lose or maintain weight while indulging in it. So it's just the perfect storm. It's exactly what you need. And here's the great deal about it. If you go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code Locked On, you'll get $10 off your first order. That's right. Use promo code locked on by going to builtbar.com and you'll get $10 off your first order. It's a great deal. You do not want to miss out on it. We're trying to get in shape, folks, and get in shape. You got to be able to eat right, and there's no better snack to have and no better thing to make it easy on the go than Built Bar. Again, builtbar.com. Go enter in promo code locked on for $10 off your first order. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Well, and it was like something we kind of brought up in Jess because you brought up the uh, the Blake of the Ozarks deal, and it was like seeing that there was no cases after that. Like they did yeah. say, and there was no cases. It, it just starts to make you wonder, and I'm not trying to throw any conspiracies, but it's just making you wonder, okay, so the passing of these things and the, and the way that this pandemic works is it actually being passed and spread the way we think it is or the way that it can be? You know, Joe brought up things like, hey, maybe the chlorine in the pool had something to do with it. Like, who knows? Yep. But it's just a matter of when it comes to sports and especially with college and NFL and because uh, the football, those are the big money makers for their respective leagues coming up. It's like, hey, listen, we got some young kids here. Let's, we're going we're gonna to have some plans in place. I know Arkansas, they're not going to test anybody initially when they arrive on campus, but if someone tests positive, they if they have the symptoms and they test positive, they're going to end up uh, being quarantined for 14 days. To me, those are the types of things. It's just like, hey, that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to move with the punches. You're going to have it happen, and then when something happens, you, you adjust to it accordingly. And I don't think well, that's a bad way of going about doing it. Well, and I'll just say really quick, and I do have to run because I'm getting another call in here in a minute. Yes. Is my last thought is, do we treat an asymptomatic case the same six weeks from now that we do now, right? And I bring it up because of basketball. I bring it up because of the NBA. Imagine if, God forbid, in the middle of the NBA playoffs, LeBron James is down with COVID-19, and he feels fine and he looks fine and he's playing great. Is the NBA really going to pull him off the court in the middle of the Western <laughs> Conference Finals or the NBA Finals? Maybe they will. But maybe they won't. And, and so I'm curious to see, you know, listen, we're treating so many things differently than we were even a month ago in terms of talking about games in general, games with fans. Texas is now at 50% capacity, uh, as, we, as you know, we learned today. Um, how different are asymptomatic cases a month from now, six weeks from now, two months from now? I just think that's a really fascinating thing to kind of follow. Well, Aaron, we know you got to run, man. Appreciate you coming on as always, man. And uh, stay up some social media, man. It'll make your health and your uh, mental health especially a lot better. Oh, 100%. You know, when I need to pick me up, I just come on with you guys. Uh, appreciate you guys having me. And uh, anytime you need me, if I'm not, you know, blackballed from the media, <laughs> you know, I'm right. All right, man. Appreciate it. Have a good one. 
Well, appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel. Tomorrow afternoon, have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 